status report. My 13 hour day is over. Ugh. And um, I'm not wearing pants. I don't even care at this point. <laughs> I'm running on a donut and three Red Bulls. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. Hawks at OKC, a lot to unpack. Yeah, things were happening before this game even started because we got the homie news. And what did they say? This game and next? So yeah. So tonight and tomorrow. But then, oh, oh, this is the one that scared me. Hamadou Diallo, right groin soreness, will miss the next two games per Coach D. He could be out through the rest of the first half. So that's tonight and tomorrow. I took the rest of the first half as like these games and then those first ones in March. Oh, the first two, like the first week after, of March? Yeah, like after All-Star break. Which is what, what I was worried we, about. What do we play? Dallas that week and somebody else. I can't think of it. I can't believe we forgot last episode that we play the butt nugs tomorrow. Butt nugs. <laughs> butt nugs for my birthday and I'm upset. Eh. Now I, I just want to beat them more though. And I feel like we struggle against them sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, what's up guys? What's up? We're 20 minutes in. Welcome to Babes and Ball Land. I'm Jessie. I'm Amanda. It's Jessie's birthday. Almost. She's 30. Almost. 30. Old. Um, I like that both of our birthdays fall in a 27. I don't know why. It's just special for me. And then 37 is my lucky number. And I have no reason why. It's just always been that way since I was a kid. And this is my 37 year. And so I feel like it's going to be a big one. I like that. It makes me so. nervous though, because I was literally like 2020 is my year forever. And then look what happened. I mean, a lot happened. Look what happened. <laughs> look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. But first fashion, there's a lot to unpack in fashion. I want to touch on one more thing since Hami was out. They recalled Ty Jerome from the G League. Ty, Ty Jerome was like, hi, I'm here. I have handcuffs on my hoodie. Boomtown tweeted that he got recalled from the Gubble, and I really liked that. Instead of the, the Gubble. I'm like, I see what you did there, and that was cute. The Gubble. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was really cute. So that happened, and then they announced that Uncle Al would rest this game on Friday and play the second on the back-to-back -back against the butt nugs. I like that. Uh, it kind of threw me off because normally he plays the first night, but then I thought it through, and I'm like, if I want him in a game, it's that one to guard Jokic. 
know. Exactly. Um, when I thought it through, I was like, yeah, you know what? Y'all made me know what you're doing a little bit. That sounds real nice. Well, and I've been thinking about it too, ever since we forgot that it was butt nugs. And so I've like been, had that in my focus. Cause like, I want to win that game. <laughs> Hi, we want to win all games, but um, yeah, I like it. It's a change up. And I think it was a good move. I approve coach D. Thanks so much for asking. Babes approved. I liked it. Smart move. Okay, so now, fashion. Ty Jerome. He had handcuffs on his hoodies. Oh, he does. I didn't catch that. A lot of them. Multiples on multiples. So I have a couple favorites. It's really hard for me to narrow it down because we had Teo in the purple Air Jordan Paris hoodie. And I loved that color. It was very attractive. And then we had Lou in another Grateful Dead moment with the joggers with the yellow accents. I hate yellow, like write this down. I do not like that color at all, but I loved it on Lou. Those yellow sneakers were so loud, but they matched so well. And then he's in a trucker hat again. So I agree. I thought Teo looked cute and he came in bumping elbows, bros. It was cute. Um, Lou was my favorite, but that's just because we normally see Lou wear all black or black and white if he's doing like a moment. So when he walked in with those bright yellow accent accents and then the shoes, I was like, oh, he's feeling it yes. from previous game. And I feel like if you hit a game, win a game winner, you can have yellow shoes. Absolutely. Justin Jackson, I do not care that your blues do not match. I because do. Because he was so cute on his phone, though. He was like, hey, I'm on my phone. Justin was busy. But he, also make it Vogue. Like, he was smiling. He was so cute. I'm like, I don't care that your blues don't match. And then... I care. It hurt me <laughs> a little bit, but he was being cute. Moose! With the suit. Moose is in a suit with some loafers. Moose likes a nice suit. And we Open like blazer. Moose in a suit. I feel like they know. What more can you say? Oh, and Shay's pants. It was like this orange fade to light blue. There were clouds on them. His... Um, Shoes were orange, very matchy-matchy. It was a big fashion night for me. You know, normally I'd be like, I'm not a fan of those wild pants. But when you score 42, you can wear what you want. So, like, I don't even care. I liked that the pants were the statement piece, and then he just went, like, all black up top. Yeah. If, like, there had been a lot going on up top, I probably wouldn't have been able to participate as well. I was like, his pants have clouds on him, okay? But I thought, like, the bold move was the shoe. 
because the pants had like kind of dark red and orange and purple and blue and it faded but then his shoe was it looks like pink and orange so that was also bold but then like you're right everything on the top half was neutral but I feel like it was the shoe like I can't even really say that because if you're wearing cloud like rainbow pants that's the bold move I was gonna say like the shoes the bold move but the pairing of the two I feel like you can only do after you score 42. With the amount of like orange and then um, was it last episode or the episode before last when uh, Justin Jackson had on that red orange tie dye and then there was that orange ombre with the red orange tonight and I'm like did they know that we were all not going to be able to know who was playing? Well, I'm hearing conflicting stories. Oh, there's a lot of conflicting stories. So how about you You start with like the first conspiracy on whose fault was it? Thunder v. Hawks. Well, I mean, I was instantly triggered by the Hawks tweet. Whoever's running the Hawks social media. They were very sure of themselves that it was our fault. And then... um thunder twitter's like um actually this game has been set in stone since schedule and they're in the wrong uniforms and then the hawks were like how about y'all change and you know what we changed and it didn't matter and we still won we played better after the uniform change um, i was worried i don't know the whole thing was just weird and then like i was struggling to watch the game to like pick out the colors it was very difficult to watch I felt pretty grumpy about it the whole first half but then when I saw the Hawks tweet that I was like oh it's like that and then I saw yeah. somebody on Thunder Twitter be like oh well actually it was always like this and also the Hawks only traveled with their red jerseys and I'm like I don't know I don't know whose fault it is I am well glad that even though it was like weird, I am very happy that they changed it half because that was not visually appealing at all. At all. At all. Um, I didn't like it at all. Am I making this up? But didn't we wear sunset jerseys on Sundays? Like, is that in my head? Did I make that up? No, because I'm pretty sure they used the hashtag sunset Sunday. Okay. Um, yeah, that was a lot. It was very confusing. Um, somebody tweeted that pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't see. And you know what the, the funny part squinting. is? Like, <laughs> I was watching it and I was like feeling off about it and I couldn't figure out why. I'm, I'm just really not that observant of a person. So I was like, I don't know. I'm grumpy. And then my mom pointed it out. And as soon as she said, we're the wearing red and orange I was like yes ma'am that is the problem you are correct so I didn't put it together first of all but I was struggling hardcore I like it it was a lot but we changed and it was fine which is weird it's it also weird also like we're at home okay I don't know there's two ways for me to take this so we're at home so like y'all change 
like your heat, you're in our place. Um, but also like, we'll be polite. You've come to our house. If it's difficult for you, we can accommodate. I felt like being polite until I saw the post from the Hawks. I know. Official Twitter account. And then I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how you want to play. Then I was like, this is not friendly fire. That's a direct hit. And then I was mad. <laughs> then I was happy that we changed, but also like, you can't make <laughs> us change. But they kind of did. <laughs> a lot to unpack. The fashion mm -hmm. section never really moves into the game. No. No. Um, first things first, most important, well, do lineups. Uh, we already said Uncle Al was resting, so we had the baby lineup. SGA, Teo, Lou, Baze, and Roby. And you know I like that. Most important, Darius the dunk on the fast break and I'm like I don't want to go like full Harry Potter like he's back you know like like Baze is back but this was a good game for him like never stop dunking like when you get to the rim just just do that every time so I did feel like his vibe was way better from jump in this game I think he was attacking the rim instead of maybe shooting more outside shots. Yes. And as soon as he started doing that, the confidence went up. And he wasn't, oh like, out there thinking about it, you know? So I was really impressed with him this game. Um, the first was kind of difficult because we were, you know, we, we were getting out-rebounded. At one point, it was, like, 14 to 3. Um, I think at four minutes left, the Hawks were out rebounding us 17 to three. So that was a little messy. Um, I thought that both teams in the first half as a whole, I didn't think that the defense was great. That's fair. Um, I did like the section that was all Lou. He hit that lame floater. He hit two back-to-back -back threes. We know what back-to-back -back is. We've discussed it. So it was nice for me that I felt like SGA obviously had a huge game last game, and I thought Dort finished the game very strong. I mean, obviously, we had the game winner. But whenever they both rolled into this game, kind of where I felt they left off, but then Darius seemed – he's back. You know, he right. seemed more focused. I thought Teo came out and looked good. The only thing that was like off-putting to me in the first was the rebounding. We let the Hawks have eight offensive rebounds, and that's what kept them in the game in the first. It's a lot. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the capella Roby matchup. Well, I'm still mad at Clint Capella because last season he body-stamped yes. Steven. I, that's also why like I know this is the trigger point for you so obviously this Second is why I'm bringing it up why I <laughs> dislike Clint Capella Dennis has the golden patch okay That's oh I forgot so two <laughs> offenses forgot. for Clint Capella the third <laughs> offense 
is that he had 21 rebounds tonight. Girl. And I don't even know what your initial question, oh, the matchup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you for asking why I dislike Clint Capella. Okay. You're welcome. Um, the matchup. I want to say at least I think we adjusted. It was a little he rough. Still ended with the 21 rebounds, but I do think Clint kind of got the better of Roby tonight. Um, I think since Roby is so undersized, there is going to be a learning curve to guarding somebody that big. So I'm not like worried about it. If they say that that's something he can do, like why would I sit here and be like, no, he can't? But I mean, I do think. Probably got the better of him tonight, especially to start the game. He had like mm-hmm. the first six points. Yes. Uh, we finished the first 33-31. For the second, I love Mike Moose in the paint. Yeah, I feel like recently we've seen that more. A lot more. We're getting jumpers. We're getting pull-up shots. Like, I feel like he's really expanding his game. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm starting to get nervous about yes, things, trades, deadlines, tanks. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I want to touch on one happy moment before we get into all that. I forgot to mention in the first, SGA had the nastiest crossover I've ever seen. And then he hit a step back three, which you know how I feel about a step back three. I've been living that he's developed that more. Yes. I feel like that was quite easily the nastiest Shea crossover I've seen. And I'm like, okay, like we all know he can handle and get to the rim, but to create the amount of space that he did, it's like one more check mark that I'm excited about because I feel like that's one more thing that he's developing. And Mm -hmm. someone's going to have to like talk me down because I'm on that hype train. You're ready. Yeah. I'm just working myself up. I feel like exactly like what you said, you put it so well. The SGA just really continued tonight where he left off attack mode he was kind of just again doing whatever he wanted now what were we going to talk about that was sad oh you know i mean mike moose is like developing this new shot and um i just am starting to get anxious about oh yeah things well We've known all along that George Hill and Uncle Al, like ideally there will be a trade for them. So I think we're as prepared for that as we can be. Yes. Um, I still worry about a few other pieces like one Mike Moose because there's something very appealing about a big that can shoot. So he could very easily be like the last piece for somebody trying to make a push. So I'm already kind of like trying to put my guard up. I don't want to. So 
I like the suits, but I'm trying not to get too excited. Right. I'm like, he's in a, he's, he's got like, he's up to fashion game. He's ready for the runway. He's got this new shot developed. He's playing in the paint. Like, and bye. <laughs> I did think whenever, I think people judge Moose a little too harshly on his down low defense. Like, I'm not saying it's a strength, but I don't think he's quite as bad as everyone likes to point out. But where I'm going with this is whenever we finally got the rebounding under control in the second, it was because one Mike Moose was blocking out Clint Capella. Mm -hmm. So the hustle is noted. It was definitely the one thing that we needed to change. And he was out there working it. And Clint's bigger than him. And he was like, don't care. Don't care. Tailored suits don't care. Um, the second was fun. I mean, we had Kenny with 10 points in 10 minutes. We had Ty Jerome with five assists in eight minutes. Um, I mean, I still don't think defensively, like I think as the second quarter started to come to an end, I feel like everybody had kind of made their defensive adjustments. And like you said, that got better, but it was just really fun. It was. And we haven't really talked about Ty Jerome a ton. I feel like he just came into this game and fit immediately. And it's not like his fault that I was like watching him closely, but I'm like, need I remind you, I lost Frank for this. So I'm going to need you to impress me. And I really felt like he did. Absolutely. I really thought him and Teo had really good chemistry, especially mm -hmm. when SGA wasn't out there. So I was actually really, really impressed with Ty Jerome. And he had the buzzer beater, buzzer beater down in the gubble. Don't forget. Poku had a big gubble day. Bring Poku back. Okay. What Bring are you going to do? <laughs> okay. <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay, he's developed. <laughs> he's got it. He's not goaltending anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but so we finished the second 63.55. Thought. All good things. Darius at that point looked good. He was four of five, eight points. Um, I thought Dort did a really good job of kind of taking what they were giving him. Like the three was open early and he was knocking that down. But then he had that one drive where he was in the corner. And of course, since he's making them, they overplayed him. So he pump faked. He pump faked and then got an easy two. So I thought he was taking the three when it was appropriate and getting to the rim when it was appropriate. The footage you sent me of Dort pumping up Bays on the timeout, I'm like, yes. Yeah. Um, Let him know. Just, We're proud of him. We just had a big Bays dunk, and it caused the Hawks to take a timeout. And after that, everybody was hyping him up, and Darius was trying to play it so cool, but then yes. he just broke out in that big smile, and I was like, he's back. He's back. And tell him, Lou. And he did. Tell him. Be like, you're back. Yeah. All is well. Because 
we changed the uniforms and then Darius came out in the third and immediately nailed a three. Yes, and I will say, I thought Roby was pretty impressive as far as on the offensive end. And the beginning of the third, he went right at Capella and he got an and one. He did miss his free throw. But then after that, Capella is not really going to come out and guard on the three-point line. So Roby hit a three. And then I was probably, this was the most impressed I was with Darius. After that, a little bit later, he brought the ball down in transition and went right at Capella. So I just thought they did a good job of attacking him. They just didn't do the best, like, defensively. And mostly it was the rebounding. 21 rebounds. That's insane. Yes. It was very offensive to me. I mean, I thought that Baisley, like, what he finished the night on 12 rebounds, and I was like, Stephen Adam numbers, okay, I see you. It really was. But yeah, 21 rebounds, Clint Capella, that's insane. And we did kind of let them cut the lead in the third, but then when we started rolling again, I thought Teo looked great, SGA was in the lane. So, yeah, I was really happy with the third. I feel like that Teo really – what's the word I'm looking for? Excels at point as far as, like, facilitating. He had 12 assists. And, like, if you look at his box score and you're like, oh, 13 and 4, okay. But – to watch him play, to watch the highlights, I wish I had gotten to see more of him. I felt like that it was a really big game for him. Yes, I just thought they looked good all of, like all around. I don't even think we've super touched on Kenny Hustle a lot, but he had a sneaky good game. Moose had a pretty solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think as a unit, everybody was kind of doing what they needed to. And it was just a fun game where everybody pitched in. At the end of the third, like at the two minute mark, you know, I'm going to always like have to for the rest of the season with Kenny to Moose for a little layup. And then with 1.1 seconds left, Moose with the pull up jumper, like I see you not getting attached. Not attached. I'm not Logo attached. Logo threes will not make me like you at all. <laughs> That's not something I'm like into. So don't try and do it. No, ask okay. Steph Curry. Like nobody's into that. Right. It's not very cool. It's also not very cool when it's like to end a quarter. Like we, we're just not into that. Yeah. Of course we're into that. It was freaking amazing. <laughs> we finished the and third I'm night. So hurt if he gets traded. Girl, I'm not even ready. No. I'm not ready for any of it ever. I'm still like not recovered from last summer. Speaking of last summer, we did play Gallo in this game. Yes. Hi, Gallo. Which, let's talk about Gallo because, like, I thought he was aloof. Then I really liked him. Then he made me mad in the playoffs. And the end result was that I was just really disinterested. So they asked me on Boomtown, like, oh, we're going to play Gallo. How do you feel? And I was pretty much like, ooh, not interested at all. 
And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, why is that? And I think I'm just still so mad at him for the Rockets series. And then yeah. it all came rushing back. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure one game he scored four and one game he scored seven. And then yeah. I was like, this is why you're disinterested. And maybe that's well, and not only disinterested, like, write this down. You literally stayed up all night thinking that Gallo was going to get traded, and you were, like, so upset about it. Yeah. Like, the roller coaster ride of Jesse and Gallo. Um, didn't he just have a huge freaking game last week, this week? Yeah. yeah. But I will say, for as rocky as his and I relationship has been, not that he's, like, aware, but – for as rocky as it has been, whenever he subbed in and he had that little, like, aloof look, I was like, Gallo, <laughs> welcome home, baby. <laughs> I miss you. Like, that was my initial reaction. So I think maybe we're back on good terms. Gallo, aloof as always. Yeah. And I was like, okay, maybe I can forgive you. Um, him and his wife and his baby adorable precious the picture angels. of him pushing the buggy adorable stop stop it <laughs> <laughs> um the fourth was fun we shoot threes y'all hi jerome got one justin jackson finally got one uh kenny hustle got one <laughs> justin that was the only one he got yeah now he's struggling a little bit. Yeah. But bays always dunk. Like, don't ever stop doing that. That's why I get so frustrated because I, well, obviously he's much more effective if he's getting to the rim because then that kind of opens everything else up for him but yeah I don't have enough nice things to say about Bays in this game absolutely he looked good I this I mean this is like literally what we've been begging for mm -hmm. and, and then like he was happy and he wasn't sad anymore it was a base game loved it loved it so much I don't have a lot for the fourth. I think um, we kind of got quiet offensively, but then we countered it with making threes. So that kind of cooled everything off. Um, also notable, they started double teaming SGA in the fourth. And this is what excited me the most about this game. Um, one time when he was double teamed, Lou hit an open three. And then I think on the next possession, they double teamed SGA again, and then Bays got to the rim. So it's sometimes it's just so nice to think about all the pieces that we really do have, because that's what we will have to do to get them to stop double teaming SGA. And it yes. was nice that they stepped up. Also, SGA's like double teamed don't care. Oh, when they were applying full court pressure towards the end of the game, SGA was just like, well, I'm going to dribble through all of you. So no meet you deal. down at the other end. And he was down there that quick. Um, I'm nervous. 
for the way I mean I feel like that we say this every season I don't want anything to change the rest of the season like can I just sit can we just do this and then get through summer it's upsetting do you I think just, this, how different do you think the second half of the season's gonna look I don't know because I I just feel like we know Uncle Al and George Hill like we've been told that all along but if you're asking me if I think we're gonna go through this trade season and only lose that I don't like there's gonna be one that super stuns me and I'm not ready I'm like is it gonna be moose is it gonna be bays Am I not going to get a Kenny to Moose moment anymore? Like, see, I don't, and maybe this is like where I'm wrong. I don't like see it being a younger guy necessarily because that's kind of what we're doing right now. But I'm like, is it going to be Justin? Is it going to be Kenny Hustle? Is it? And like, that's how far I've come with Kenny Hustle. Like me throwing out there that if he gets traded, I would be upset. And I don't even know, like, if that works out. I don't keep up with contracts and, like, all that as much. But right, I just know right. that there's going to be one that stuns me. Sure. Because there always is. Yeah. Also, you know, notable, we're getting to the halfway point, basically halfway point. Um, you know, our record is kind of sitting mid you know, for the tanking discussion, we're kind of sitting in this mid-range section where we aren't scheduled to grab a playoff spot, mm -hmm. and we're not terrible. I think we've still been fun to watch. We're just, co well, yeah, absolutely, it's fun to watch, but we're just kind of coasting. And so everybody's like, oh, you know, that affects our picks. It affects everything. You know, it's hard for me to be, I need to watch basketball. I need to try to not be so emotionally invested in every game right now and try to watch it with more like a goal oriented mindset. But that's so hard for me. Yeah. That's I so difficult. I was better at just like being casual about things. But that's just really not a strong suit for me. No, and I'm either in or I'm out. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder when the trade deadline is. A girl, I don't know. Let me Google. Do my Googles. Because, I mean, I know we're pretty close, right? Creeping up. Um, this says the trade deadline is a month away, and that was on February 26th, which is today. Uh, March 25th. So we have Good. a month left. We got a month to sweat it. Yeah. Get good and anxious about it. Did we do awards? Do you want to do it? Do uh, it. I'll go first. My cupcake award is going to the Jersey snafu. Same. So I don't know. It's embarrassing to me no matter which way you put it like if the rockets were in the wrong jersey because they only packed no, one not rockets 
Ugh. I mean, they wear red cheeks. Man, Clint Capella got me all messed up, okay? (laughs) The Hawks, if they really just didn't pack the appropriate jerseys, that's really crappy. If it was just on the schedule for them to wear those colors and it got missed, like, that's really crappy. I am glad that they got it sorted out, but... It was a lot of attention. It was negative attention. (laughs) I didn't like it. And I'm like, do not tell us what to do and we'll change if we want to change and apparently we did you did not influence us at all we wanted to change so we did and it just made (laughs) me so grumpy it was like so not necessary at all it was a lot like I couldn't believe the amount of attention that it was getting yeah I also really can't believe that we changed I know it doesn't like seem like that big of a deal but but it is kind of a big deal that can mess up the whole flow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't what know. What if the vibe was off? I was uncomfortable when I couldn't really tell which team was which team. Literally had to put my glasses on. It was irritating to me, which, first of all, I should have had my glasses on anyways. Like This is 30. Yeah, don't be playing. I couldn't really see numbers before anyways. But I don't know. It just made me grumpy, and then everybody was fighting about it. And it was negative attention. So either way, like if they didn't pack appropriately or if it was that way, that's cupcake ward, man. That's, yeah, that's what I had down for my cupcake ward too. Um, I, I felt like there was more attention from outside like Thunder Twitter or Thunder the Twitter-esque about our uniforms than like SGA's game than blues you know what I mean like I felt like that there was more hubbub about that than about positive aspects of what this team is doing and so that hurt my feelings yeah I mean I also hate orange so like it's my favorite jersey that we have but yeah I mean there were so many positive things to talk about in this game SGA looked good Dort continued from last game Vase had a better game we had the Ty Jerome debut and he fit right in Teo out here being wild didn't have a double double Mm -hmm. Um, Kenny Hustle with the sneaky good game I thought Mike Moose had really good moments so like there's so much in this game that I thought we did so well and then like talking about uniforms that also together yeah i don't know i just hate that that was like the focus um alternate cupcake Mm. 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 you can do it Mm. let's give it to clint capella because what the hell what the hell man So I knew like he was annoying me, but when they said that on the Boomtown post game, I was like blown away. Like (laughs) I just literally (laughs) couldn't even believe it because I didn't look at the box score that closely. And yeah, 21 rebounds. Get out of here, man. 
I thought in the first it was going to be way more of a problem than it ended up being because I was worried about Roby struggling on him. Like, never forget, he hurt Steven. Body slam. <laughs> how, how long was Steven out after that? I think probably not as long as he should have been. A couple games, maybe. Yeah. Do it. Give the Mr. Thunder it's Harry Potter vibes. He's, He's back. back. Darius Baisley. So I had said last game, I'm like, we've got to be getting close to like pumping up the jams. Right. Too. Like we're pretty close to the bottom and we're just gonna go straight up from here. And he did. He came out early and he was attacking. I liked his scheme of trying to get to the basket. I feel like if any player is icy, that's a nice way to kind of get going again. Because when you see it go in, then it just goes in again. We saw him hit the three after half. I really liked the way he attacked Clint Capella. He was obviously much quicker than Capella. So mm -hmm. it was nice to see him try and utilize that. And when he got that big dunk and the Hawks called timeout and he was all trying to be like all tough and hard. He was trying to keep the freaking emoji but, face, like the yeah. straight line face. Like yeah. he wasn't excited. I could see him like pursing his lips. And like then do it. you could just see the smile. And I was like, okay, officially we're having fun. He's back. Uh, he had the double, double. 18 points, 12 rebounds, very Steven Adams-esque, as you pointed out earlier. And he was efficient, too. He was 8 of 12 from the field. His shot still wasn't necessarily falling. He was 1 of 5 from 3, but he did get that one to start the half. And, yeah, when he was cheesing and Lou was hyping him up, I was like, all right, he needed this, and so did we. It's like when you get those big grins from SGA because yeah. they don't come very often. And then when you do get one, you're yes. like, feels good, feeling good. But he good. was trying to be a grumpy turd. And I'm like, no, no, I know you're excited. And then the smile. Get out of your head, Baze. Yeah. Be excited. You deserve it. Uh, my Mr. Thunder is for Lou. Lou Dort. 19 points. I feel like he had a really solid night. I loved the footage of him gassing up Bays. I just think that Lou uh, what if what if it's Lou? <laughs> I the I'm not going to make it a month. It won't be Lou. Not okay. for what we just signed him for. No, okay, fine. Four years, whatever, whatever. Like, you don't want to get rid of that contract. I forgot. The anxiety got me. Well, yeah, you're starting to get crazy. You're talking a little I crazy talk. I forgot we had the Lou contract. But that's just because... Because we had to wait forever for it. We're still traumatized from this past summer. Like, you know me. I keep up with everything. If there is a move on a team that I follow, I know about it. And for a little bit this summer, I was like, I don't know who's on our team and who's not on our team. Like, I couldn't even keep up with it. It was like defense mechanism mode. Like, at some point, it just had to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that as a whole, 
like we've been through so much with trades and stuff and I know everybody feels this way about their teams and stuff but I'm just like if I love it it's gonna go away yeah. even if there is a four-year contract like whatever you're like everybody yeah everything I love they will take yeah Yes. everyone's a suspect today <laughs> but yeah Ludor, Mr. Thunder he's had an excellent week we've played a thousand games this week we still have to play another one tomorrow and it'll be a difficult one because it always is and I am excited to see Lou on Murray 527 527 Happy birthday, turd. <laughs> oh, I hope they win for your birthday. I hope so. You're going to be so mad tomorrow night if yes. they lose and it's your birthday. You're going to be a grumpy turd. They have no idea <laughs> what sits in their hands. It's a delicate balance. 